Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Let's Be Legendary podcast. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends. Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor. I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack and we're not family. I trust the ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself. You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time. It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver. This is the Feywild West. This is my realm, my responsibility. This is our pack, our family. Let's be legendary. So, Celine has just taken off into the sky from the glass palace that is currently being destroyed under its own weight because the beholder is nullifying a lot of the magic. Tragic. (laughs) As I'm flying away, take out my phone, take a selfie for Instagram (laughs) with me and the glass palace shattering behind me. Oh. And in fact, I'm going to felt ta- cute today. I'm going to felt cute today. Will not delete later, <laughs> and I'm going to tag my location as Glass Palace, <laughs> so they see it. Oh, because they're monitoring your your Instagram. They account. have very very good social media managers. Oh, Glass Palace. I see. Yeah, got it. Inside the door, right? Callie, so I- <laughs> yeah, uh, you have just come through with I Carmichael. Just come through. What am I? Is is everything all right? Is so I imagine you walk into chaos. I, I can only yeah. assume. It's a cacophonous scene of birds. Just there were a lot more birds in the zoo than you thought. There's just like a fuck ton of brightly colored birds covering every raised surface. So the roof of the stable, the roof of the house. Is Cortez the tree. is Cortez there? You do not see Cortez anywhere. Yeah, he probably fucked off. <laughs> oh my god, the bird poop. It's okay, we have servants. That's true. <laughs> but one and time I'll let them do it. Once you like lower your gaze from the rooftops <laughs> to down, there is just as much chaos. Mermaids are swimming, you know, up and down the new river path that you've made. People are trying to keep some of the other animals calm, like the Pegasus <laughs> and the lightning tiger. Right, the lightning tiger. You do notice, though, that both Ollie and Muerte are 
talking. Yeah, I mean, you assume that they're talking with right. the, with the Pegasus. That makes sense. Super, you know, go. go it's the only one that looks like them, so yeah. As you are following, just. All of this activity, the magical animals are wandering around with some people uh, trying to, you know, keep them calm. You, you see Nikki getting chased by a magical ostrich looking thing. <laughs> <gasps> Is it a chocobo? <laughs> Do we have a chocobo? We're going to keep it. We're no, keeping the we chocobo. we're not keeping the chocobo. We are so keeping the chocobo. No, I refuse. I'm not having a big ass bird that can poop everywhere. I want a chocobo. No. But uh, James comes up to you among all of the chaos. <gasps> uh, you made it back. In one piece, surprisingly. So we can get away clean? I hope so. She's flying away, I hope. All right, well, uh, despite what it looks like, everything's going okay right now. <laughs> looks around. Oh, if you say so. I got Kana inside the house with the kids. Okay. And uh, the Medusa is in my room in the guest house. Got it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her later. All right. Talia, as James is talking to you, Carmichael was like right beside you when you came in the door. You just suddenly become aware of a, a lack of his presence from beside you. You don't know when he went away, but he's no longer there. Okay. That's disconcerting. Uh, I'll, I'll track him down in a second. I think I'm, I'm going to wait here until Celine gets back, and then I'll, I'll go check on Connor. But for now, I'm just going to I'm gonna wait until Celine comes back before I do anything else. Okay. Celine, nobody is tracking you, unlike your last time flying out of the city. There are no bolts. There are no sniper rounds being <laughs> fired at you. And, you know, as, as grateful as I am for the clean getaway, it's a little disappointing. <laughs> They're a little preoccupied. Yeah, but, you know, that was fun. Anyway. <laughs> it was fun. You came back bloody. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was certainly fun for me. <laughs> yeah, see? Shut up. Don't encourage her. So I'm going to, so as soon as I feel like I'm far enough away, I'm going to find some surface to set up the door. What do I find? What's your passive perception? It's pretty high. It's a 19. Okay, yeah. You have no trouble. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. No trouble finding a surface. You find a uh, rock that's half buried in the dunes mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. manage that, to. That'll work. I'm going to set up the door on this rocky outcropping. Okay. You do and you get inside. Talia tackles you as soon as you come in. Whoa! Oh, Hi. Hi. You okay? Yeah, are you? Yeah, I'm fine. They didn't even shoot at me this time. I guess they're busy. Must be busy with something else. Yeah, a little bit. Sorry, I spent all day worrying about you. Oh, I'm fine. Can you get off me? No. Okay. <laughs> I do. Wow, there's a lot of birds in here. Yeah, was, were there so many birds back at the zoo? I don't remember I, there being so many birds. I guess in their enclosure, they didn't look as many, but they sure shit are now. Yeah. Okay. Salvin. One appears. Please clean up any and all bird poop. It nods and disappears. Okay. Let's take care of that. Okay, so like real talk, what are we going to do with these things? Like, what are we going to do with any of these things? <laughs> You're asking me? I'm asking, yeah, you as Megzy. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Succinct. Okay. Yeah. So we got we got birds. We got the Medusa. We got the tiger and the Pegasus. Mermaids. You said mermaids already. And if I did uh, the mermaids and the snake. The snake. Yeah, the snake. The snake and giant the... ass snake. Celine, go yeah. ahead and uh, give me. I guess I'm gonna call this Arcana. Fourteen. Okay. Taking some time going through and talking and like using speak with animals, talking to some of the creatures. Oh God, please tell me what it sounds like with speak with animals with all the damn birds. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> is it just everybody is, screaming at each other? Is everybody screaming at each other? It's like, get away from me. Fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> please, there'll be none of that. <laughs> you stop that, especially in my tree. Get up in my tree. My branch, my spot, get away from me. Get away from me or I'll kill you. Celine gets distracted at one point talking to the animals and getting some information and she gets in her tree and starts yelling at the birds. <laughs> Talia has to like bring you down, like get, come on. You didn't hear what he just said about me. I can, I've got it on. I you did, did hear what he just said about me. I can't, I'm trying, they're to, birds. I'm they're, trying to scramble back up. They're, don't get, they're, physically pick her up. They're, they're birds, their brains are this big. Selene, who has wings and is also, you know, kind of bird brain. He <laughs> really wants to go and start some fights. Anyway, so we're asking around as yeah. to what we need to do. Stopping into the guest house and speaking with Medusa, she will request that she be dropped off near a coastline. Is Break Peak all right? That will be fine. Okay, so Break Peak is one. Where does the tiger need to go? Tiger is a little tricky because she doesn't exactly know where she is to begin with. Oh, good. Are we able to describe it to her? Does she know what the material plane is? The idea of planes is completely alien to her. Okay. However, she's able to like give you some mental pictures of what her home looks like. The best way to describe it would be a jungle made of thunderclouds. Oh. Mm. Uh, Celine, with that 14 you got earlier, you don't know, but you can best guess that that's like somewhere in the elemental plane of air. I have a lasers. Okay, so. I don't know how to get to the elemental plane of air. Yeah. Do you? Not off the top of my head, no. Hmm. Okay, well. Okay, so we need to do some dimension hopping, I guess. Somehow. I mean, the Pegasus also is from the ethereal plane, right? Yes. Okay. Selena, also with that 14, the Pegasus had its wings clipped. If uh, once their wings grow back, they can probably travel back themselves, especially now that the crystal has been shattered. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so the mermaids, do they need to go to the coast too? Uh, you offer it to them since you're going to break peak anyways. Uh, they actually uh, don't want to go to the ocean. They prefer a large lake. Oh, we have two. We got- You're, you're now so south. We got clear water and then we got crankshaft. They're both pretty deep and they're both pretty cold. They'll ask for Lake Crankshaft. All right, cool. Cool, we make our way down there quite a bit so we can say hi. Sure. So two places we know how to get to and one place we don't know how to get to. Oh, Carmichael. Yeah, where'd he go? He vanished on me when we got in here. 
Do we? Do I know where he is? Can I smell him? Your passive perception is pretty high, so I'll say yes, you can sniff out the scent of sulfur pretty easily. Okay. You find him in one of the other guest rooms that the door has been closed. Oh, okay. Well... You're knocking on the, on a door in your own house. Just walk it's in. It's a guest room. Yeah. It's for guests. You don't knock on Come in. You think he's a, so it's a guest now, is that it? It's a, it's a guest. I'm not having this conversation with you. All right, we, we walk in. You find Carmichael sitting at a table in the room, a uh, glass of wine in his hand. Made yourself at home, I see. But then again, you are a guest. I noticed you had magical servants, so I thought I would help myself to the amenities. You're, you're welcome. You're, <laughs> you're welcome too. And you're welcome. That's fine. You freaked me out for a second when you vanished. My apologies. Your friend there, the one in the hat, he's one of my mother's warlocks, so I'll just stay out of sight. What? I didn't know. I. Well, I knew he's a warlock, but he can't say anything. Ah, classic, classic bit of my mother's contract. Wait, your mother's the king of El? Yes. What? Yeah, yeah, his mother's the king of El. James? You know what? I'm going to put a big pin in that. Yeah. um, Um, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to put my pin right next to that. I don't use that board, but I... Do you need to go somewhere? Can we drop you off somewhere? Do you just want to be lit out? I need to keep a low profile, actually, so I I could use some assistance. Celine looks very amused at that. Really? What sort of assistance? Well, now that I am no longer in the prison, my mother had decided to let me rot in. Well, yeah, apparently you pissed her off. Uh, it was, what would you say, your disappointments? That was, that's what he did. Got it. She's going to be um, looking for me. Uh, so it's best if I can keep a low profile and stay out of her sight. Hence why I was keen to not be near your friend. Got it. If I even oh, so you much... Think, you think maybe James will snitch on you? He wouldn't have much of a choice. Oh, yeah. Ooh. wow. Yeah. Kat <laughs> is impressed with that. Regardless, if I even step outside of this wonderfully magically shielded home of yours, she will know my location nearly instantly and will send forces after me. Forces that, as of right now, I am not equipped to combat as she stripped me of all of my of all my currency. Hmm. I have an idea. Oh? I'll be back. Are you not going to share? No. And Selim <laughs> turns around and leaves. She does that. He nods his head like, yeah, that sounds about right. So your, your mother is the king of hell. And Jane, what, what does that mean to be a warlock for a king of hell? Do, do you not know what a warlock is? I am a warlock. Okay. But I'm a warlock to a god. Yeah. Uh, that's my father-in-law you're talking about. Excuse me? Celine's 
See, I knew she had she was celestial. I knew it. Yeah, sort of. But so, but like, I don't. I still sleep, and he can't. Oh, oh. you're just you're just airing all of James's dirty laundry, aren't you? Oh, he got the sleepless watcher package. The what? Bad package. So it's a bad package to buy. He's like, what? Uh, she has a couple different types of warlocks. Sleepless Watcher is. It, it's not the worst one, but. What's the worst one? Well, I mean, you could become her warlock and find out. No. Regardless, what it means. He, he puts it in air quotes. What it means to be a, her warlock is that he belongs to her. I mean, it, that's not nice. That's not a nice way of saying it, but that's pretty much what it means. He has to do what she says. If she commanded him to put a bullet in your head, it would be everything he could do to give you enough time to run. My contract is not like that. Good for you. So I come in with Ernest. Ernest, this is Carmichael. He is, yeah, because he's the one I told you about that can't leave because uh, he pissed off his mother, who's the king of hell. Why are you, why are you spreading my laundry around like that? I don't know, why are you spreading everyone else's laundry around like that, Carmichael? Touche. Anyway, Carmichael, this is Ernest, and he says he has something that can help you. Uh, Yes, well, how do you do? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe that was great. Cal is my guest. Right, well, uh, I have a pendant. Let me just... Ernest pulls out a small box and sits it on the table, opens it up, and uh, reaches his hand down to the elbow into the box. <laughs> I look... I look over, like, what you got in there? My shop. Ah. Elby, are you in there? <laughs> you don't hear anything. Oh. Uh, it's not his actual shop, it's his uh, stock. Oh. I would assume. Mm. I hope. I hope Elby doesn't travel around in his pocket in a box. That would be something. Anyway. Uh, yes, here. And he pulls out a delicate gold chain with a small jeweled pendant of gold on it, a couple of rubies flashing in it. See, it matches your eyes. Carmichael raises an eyebrow at it. No. What do you mean, no? Yes, this will suppress all magic around you um, and should make you indetectable by squeeze. I know what it does. What that's going to do is squeeze me into a little wrapping Literally? It will make me ordinary. Quelle horreur. You're worried about the king of hell coming after you. Yes. You're worried about walking around looking like you're ordinary? Yes, Ernest, what, Not... what do you know about the king of hell? What happens to someone if the king of hell decides that they want that she wants someone to suffer out because they were a disappointment? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, but you know everything, so... I if don't know you everything. you don't know what horrible things King of Hell has Selena, in store I don't for know someone everything. who disappointed Al, then it must be really terrible. Mr. Carmichael, I don't know everything. Mr. Carmichael. Carmichael looks at you, Talia. Not look 
ordinary, be ordinary. If it's a choice between, yeah, your choices, your choices are ordinary or dead or worse. Probably worse. I assume that death would be pretty merciful since we're talking about the King of Elia. Do you have a place you can hide? Not at the moment. You don't, you don't happen to have, I don't know, a gem of non-detection powerful enough to stop the King of Hell scrying on you? God damn it. Plus, you give that to me, I'm indebted to you. No, you're not. I don't like being in debt. You're not in debt. Just take the damn pendant. Call it a gift. Well, bad. And it would be rude to refuse a gift, wouldn't it? Is that narrow? I smile. A bit. It's not a gift. If it's if it's weighing on your conscience, let's look at it this way. You didn't have to help us get everybody out, but you did. So we're even. I mean, the other option between ordinary and dead or worse is you could always move in. Uh, to the house? No, 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 no. Okay, good, because James is here a lot. No, no, to my realm. I'm sure. That is true. There's plenty of room for you in there, probably. Yeah, you could go to the, to Pale Shadows. I mean, I don't know if anybody's gonna... You will have to deal with spiders the size of arses that have people mouths and talking rabbits and... Celestial, yes, but there is something else, and... Human? No. Yes. Fay. Fay Lord, actually. You have seen people stand stock still before. It's as if suddenly Carmichael is no longer there, and instead there is just a statue of him there. He is so still. <laughs> he fucking left. <laughs> just exited. <laughs> He's, 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 he's in the astral plane now, not in the house, just swimming with the star whales. Without the sense of like his presence being there, he says, I will not be indebted to a fae. Lord. What I said was correct. Like I said, this isn't a gift. I need to hear that from her. Since the minute he went still, it also started triggering Celine's kind of predator instinct of like, I got him. <laughs> Kill I got Bill Sirens. I got, no, Kill Bill Sirens is when she's mad. So right, this right. Is, this is more like... Um, this is the Jaws theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Celine stops, and Carmichael probably won't be able to tell this, but she's really roaring with herself right now, because this guy is really fun to mess with, and she just got him. She... Set the trap and he walked right into it, and she's so proud of herself. But she's also trying to be nice because Tommy's asking her to be nice. I offer this with no attachment or expectation of favors in kind. Was that really necessary to like do the whole song and dance? Yes. Yes. Given my choices, he holds out his hand to Ernest for the locket and takes it and puts it on to best describe what happens. What happens visually isn't anything too extraordinary. You've seen people 
change form with magic before. And that happens here. He visually transforms his red skin going a a sun-beaten color. Uh, his facial features stay pretty much the same, losing some of the, the infernal sharpness somewhat, but mostly the same. His horns and tail disappearing as well. The feeling in the room, however, is... You, you, yeah, you guys have used uh, those vacuum form packs, like the things that you can put blankets and shit yeah, in yeah, and yeah. vacuum vacuum them, suck all the air out. That's the feeling oh, of compression okay. and restraining and just smushing down into fitting a casing. And he grimaces and just shudders all over. Ugh. I you look good. hate that feeling. Well, hopefully you can find something else to help. But for now, this works, right? It will do for now until I can get some of my currency back. You do look good, though. Thank you. I say in night speak, you're welcome. Did you not tell him you were a fake lord? He didn't ask. Okay. Well, we've got other people to see. Is he okay with Airpike or? Airpike's fine. Okay. So once we we have left Carmichael. And um, Celine's got this little bounce in our step, like she got to mess with someone. I make Ernest bill me for that. He can roll his eyes all he wants, but I'm still going to pay Fine. him. I mean, you don't have to. I think that I got all the payments. I mean, I got all the payments that I require back there. No, we give him money for oh. the object that we bought. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, why, why are we? Well, well, either way, I had a very fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I came to attack people. Honestly. I just came out to attack people and honestly, I'm having such a good time right now. <laughs> As far as the more magical creatures, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know. I mean, I don't well, know. I don't know what to do with them either. Well, yeah, but we've got, I mean, does our, uh, do, before he leaves, do, I ask Ernest. Hey, you know what to do with any of these? Well, no, I ask him if he knows how to, like, open portals to different planes of existence. Uh... Theoretically? Oh, good. Can you open one to the, uh, uh, what was it, air? The elemental plane of air? No. Well, there goes that idea. Sorry. Um, so we gotta have somebody who knows how to do all that and has enough magic to do all that. We could ask Fania. We could ask Fania. We do kind of need to tell her what happened. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. Okay. She could, at the very least, maybe give us some better ideas, aside from which what we come up with, which is a big... And she shrugs. Yeah, you, tomorrow, do you want to, one, get the door, and then move people around before we go see her? Sure. Let's do that. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it is... In the early AMs, I need mm -hmm. at least some sleep. I did want to talk to Connor first, though. So. Okay. You get some sleep. I know you're, like, high on whatever just happened back there, but... Celine wants to look offended. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I dare you. Try. Try. You can't. You look too damn pleased with yourself. You're, uh -huh. like, the, you're like the cat that found the cream. And it was so very flamey. <laughs> yeah. No. So you know that I can't lie as a failure. Good night. 
you go upstairs and find Jareth on the way back down. Oh, hey, I was just coming to look for you. I'm on my way to go see Connor. Everything all right? Uh, yeah, we, we, we helped him get cleaned up. And he's in his room. Is he okay? I was going to ask you that. He, he has a lot of scars. I know. Well, Celine can help with some of those. Thank you for, for helping. You, you were a huge help. He smiles. Go say goodnight to everybody and then get to bed. It's 3 a.m. Okay. Where's your sister? She already went to bed. Okay. Thank you. Go up to Connor's room. Uh, you find the door open and Connor is sitting in the just the middle of the room. Hey. And he looks up. I didn't think you'd actually do it. Do what? Get me out. Did you think we were just going to run off into the desert and leave you behind? I didn't know. <laughs> this is... This is a lot. I know. Did, did the kids tell you how the house works? He nods. You notice him absentmindedly just running his fingers through the grain of the wood, just like following the lines of the wooden floor, just feeling the texture. And the thought occurs to you, he has felt nothing but glass for the last five years. I know it's a lot and I know right now everything is kind of hectic because we have to drop everybody off in various locations. But um, if you wanted to stay, you have a home here. He hasn't met your eyes uh, this whole time and he continues to just look down and his brow kind of furrows. Why? Why do you care? You're my cousin. Of course I care. I held you after you were born. Awkwardly, but I did. I mean, you and me, we're all... It's all that's left of our pack. Dad... Dad used to talk about the pack. Usually when Usually when you talked about mom, a whole community like me, but not anymore. No. But that doesn't stop us from being a pack again. Or at least you having a home here. That word again. I don't have anywhere else to go. So I appreciate the place to stay. You you always have a place to stay here, I promise. Right. Um it's uh it's really late, so I, I need to get some sleep. And uh you, you should get some sleep too. And tomorrow we'll 
We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, he gets up slowly and goes to the bed, but instead of getting on the bed, he takes all the blankets and stuff off of it and brings it to the floor. Too soft. Too high. And soft. We can we can get you a firmer bed and lower. You don't need to. Of course we do. We want you to be comfortable. And we could probably get you some clothes. I have some you might be able to borrow, but um, I think I might be too tall for you. He, he is wearing clean clothes. Uh, you, you recognize a pair of cotton pants mm-hmm. uh, that uh, of yours that he's got belted on and rolled up several times at the legs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to get you some clothes. And um, yeah, we'll get you a better bed. Something that is more comfortable. Good night. He doesn't say anything until you're into the hallway. Good night, Talia. I go to bed. Can't okay. sleep. So, you all go to bed. Pass out, really. Yeah. Celine's all gonna go to sleep. Yep. But she's got a little smile on her face, like, yes. Yeah, she's, she, looks, she looks quite comfortable and peaceful. <laughs> she got to really mess some stuff up today, and she got to mess with some people. And so she's, she's actually also... And she got to be really, like... She got to be so theatrical, too, the whole day. And honestly, like... For everything that happened today, she had a really good day. <laughs> and Celine, you have a fun, like a just nonsense dream of Carmichael being a court jester in your realm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, you begin to get people to where they need to go. You drop the Medusa in Break Peak without incident. I give the Medusa one of our hats of disguise and some gold. I hope that helps. I don't, oh, okay. That's all I can think of to do. She thanks you and tells you that if you ever find yourself deep in the jungle south of District 3, in the great stone cities, to invoke the name of Theodora and you shall have safe passage. We'll call you. Carmichael is next. We drop him off at Airpike, and I give him some money. Oh, can I, can I, can I? Please, 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 please. No, please, 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 please. Hey, look, I'm probably never going to see him again. I want to just, just, just. He won't take it if it's from you. I, but, 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 just please, 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 please. He'll just be next to me. Fine. I give him some money. I smile. takes it, looking at Celine warily. I don't like. Being in debt. If you don't want it, give it back. He smiles. Rolls his eyes and pockets it. Good luck. You're welcome. Fuck you. It's a very rude thing for a guest to say, isn't it? Not in your house anymore. You always be my guest, though. <laughs> Do you two need like a minute alone or something? Oh, you want to take a minute alone or something? He turns around and disappears into the crowded streets of Airpike. Good luck. Bonne chance. Au revoir. Can you get us to the grove? Yeah. This is going to be a bad conversation. Yeah. Um, we do owe Franya some answers, I think. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know if we owe her answers. We owe her answers, but she should have them. 
And we're the ones that happen to know. And we're going there, so. Here we go. So you open to the grove. The vibrant green valley greets you. That does never get old, I must say. Yeah, I know you don't like this place, but it is nice. It does its nice parts. It does have its nice parts. You find some people and they they greet you fondly and uh, welcome you back. Franny is currently in the council chambers in the canyon wall, which you remember the way to. And you follow the familiar path of rough stone tunnels down into the canyon wall to the council chambers being carved floor to ceiling with druidic runes. And you find Franya there as well as Silvaka and a few of the other council members, but not the not the whole group. They grow quiet as you approach, as they hear your footsteps. And as you appear in the room, they all stand to greet you. Welcome back. Hi, we lived. I see that. Come, take a seat. We do. <laughs> you can, there is definitely, both of us are have got that like awkward shuffle of like, no, don't kind of... we're about to deliver some shitty news, so. A couple of the council members pick up on that and excuse themselves and, until you're left alone with Franya. What happened? Well, so when we last spoke, we were heading towards Ansonopolis, the Battalion. I pretty much go through what happened, getting a tip from the mother, what Martin was, what he did to my daughter, then what we dealt with in the actual ruins, all the way to breaking Crystal and destroying him. She sits in silence through the whole description. I am terribly sorry for what he did to your daughter. Don't be. The information you gave us about Ansonopolis was invaluable. Be that as it may. Your, your experience has put something in context for me that I thought nothing of at the time. Oh? All those years ago, my father gave me a gift one day. It was beautiful, a necklace of white gold. Hanging from it was a vibrant green crystal. It was extraordinary. It gave me power. When I heard he had fallen, I left it behind, along with all other attachments to his kingdom. If I had known what that was, if I had kept it or destroyed it. You don't need us to tell you that you did what you had to do back then. Yes, well, thank you for telling me what happened. So anyway, after that, this is, this is, this is why, I must admit, we are not here simply to inform you of the events that happened in Ansonopolis. Yes, the God Crystal. Um, 
Um, not that either. Though I am curious about what you might have observed. Uh, well, uh, t- taken aback by that the god crystal is in fact not the other reason you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> Quite a bit has changed. I'm sure you're already aware of some of it. Yes. Absolutely. The shattering of the celestial crystal. I had suspected that it was at least partially intact. And I think some piece of it somewhere is still intact. Oh? A small piece, but still a significant, significant enough to limit direct communication from the divine to mere mortals. More than just the Celestial Gate? That is a significant portion of what the Celestial Gate is meant to do, yes. I can tell, though, that there is still a piece somewhere. But largely it is of no, no matter. It will merely draw a portion of Celestial Energy to it, which will still be powerful in the hands of whoever holds it, but nothing approaching the control Anthonius held over it. Well, the majority of it is smashed. Yes. But, um, so after that, we decided we needed vacation, right? And so we decided that uh, there was a big ocean down in Blake Peak, which we only got to see. Oh, no, 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 wait, Faust? Wait, what happened, Faust? Marvin. I, f- I forgot. Yeah, 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 but then, then. Right. Okay, I remember how this podcast went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that. So. Um, a bunch of things happened. Talia killed Leroy Brown. It doesn't matter the ins and outs of it, but the, the important part is, um, so you know that menagerie that, um, the Twelve keep? Do you know about that? Well, they have a menagerie. Well, they had a menagerie. We freed most of it. Most of them. Most of it. Most of them? Most of them. Most of the menagerie is now not in the Glass Palace anymore because they're in our house. So the t- so I give the rundown of what the the twelve were doing. Branya was actually not very aware of <laughs> I would the twelve, not, yeah, or their man- menagerie. That I am glad that they are no longer caged. We have several hundred creatures, mostly birds, in our house right now from various origins, including some extra planar ones. to get them home, would you? She thinks for a second and then nods. I believe. So what? which planes of existence do we need? Certainly, for certain, the elemental plane of air. Oh, very well. Uh, there's a few birds I have no clue. And then... So I tried to ask them and they just told me to fuck off. Mm, very common of birds. So one of them also said to fuck him. But... Yeah, I, I declined on both invitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pegasus? Celestial. That one had their wings clipped. They might, if they grow back, they should be able to get home. Or Celine thinks so. That's what I have surmised. Yes. I wonder how long they've had it. How long the twelve had had the Pegasus? Yes, I wonder. Why? Well, with the crystal erected, um, there'd be no way for such a creature to get through the barrier, but... Well, lucky for everyone, we smashed it. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, once they have their wings back, they, it should be no trouble for them. And we can help uh, with regrowing those. As for the birds you mentioned, uh, the grove can accommodate them. Are you sure? There are a lot of them, and they're very loud and rude. They are part of nature, and the grove is meant to accommodate all of nature's creations. Okay, we I warned you. We also have a really big snake. In, in fact, if we're lucky, maybe we have a few less birds now. I was thinking something of the same. Nature is violent in many ways. <laughs> Things left to their own devices, they will balance out. Great, so you want to take the snake too? Why not? Perfect. Is there any chance that uh, while you're all dealing with this, um, I could let my cousin see the woods? Of course. Oh boy. He'll, he'll be okay. He needs to touch glass, so. Literally, <laughs> literally needs to touch glass. Might be beneficial, yeah. <laughs> Been nothing but glass for the last five years, I think, so. Yeah, let's get these birds out of our house, please. Yes. I can't see the poop, but I can smell the poop. And it's annoying me. Yeah, I can also smell the poop. So let's get all, so we get all the animals out. Okay. Um, you have a tiny bit of issue with some of the birds because when you like open the door and animals speak to like get them out, some of them just fly straight into the walls. Through this, this, air, this right here. See my arms, see my, go through my arms. You see my, I know you see the arms. There is just a torrent of feathers as just zooming past you. I'm like ducking, I'm like, oh my God. After it's done, you are covered in feathers and poop. Sweet. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> I've heard of towed and feathered. I've never heard of shit and feathered. Help me. I've cast past a digitation a few times, thank, probably. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> Underwear. I can't help you with that one. You're going to have to change. Uh, do you want to come with us? To go touch class? Yes. Um, I think I will go see what Subaka is up to. Alright. I go up to Kana's room. Uh, the door is still open. You find him in his room with a couple of books actually looking through Adrian's annotated copy of Rage the Wolf. Hmm, maybe not the best reading right now. Uh, that one gets bloody. Just so you know. He holds it up to show the page dripping with red crayon. Yeah, I got that. Adrian's handiwork. <laughs> Do you want to come out the side for a second? Where we're in a spot that's kind of similar to the place you were born. It's not actually the place you were born. It's just a different place, but it reminds me of home, so you want to maybe see some trees or something. When you mentioned like going outside, he was wary at first, but then you mentioned trees and the book snapped shut and he stands up to follow you out. His special interest. Trees. Trees! And I lead him out of the house and into the grove. He gets to the front door and just stops at looking out. You okay? It's outside. Yeah. 
the the house kind of moves around so we can go to different places. And uh, this one just happens to be in the middle of District 1 and the middle of the forest. Takes a slow step out. He's not wearing shoes of any kind. So just... That's okay. Most of the people here aren't yeah. wearing shoes. No. The damn hippies. Steps out into the grass. Five years in such a sterile place. He reaches down and takes a clump of grass in his hand and pulls it up, just feeling the dirt and soil. And he is just openly weeping. Talia reaches out to touch him, but doesn't because she's not sure if he wants her to do that. Suddenly his head snaps up, his eyes yellow goes completely stock still for a moment and then just runs. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> Tell you runs after him. <laughs> Celine, you went off to go find Silvaka. Yes. You find him in his garden. Of course. Tending to all manner of herbs and flowers. Some medicinal, some poisonous. Mm. Well, even the poisonous ones are also technically medicinal, but... Yeah, but they're not the poisonous ones that are in my garden. No. No. I will see if he needs any help. Oh, hello, Celine. Good morning. Uh, sorry I didn't stick around in the council chamber. I got... No, it's probably best that you didn't. We had some... Well, not bad news, just... It's probably best that you didn't. Do you need any help gardening? Oh, I got it handled, but of course you're always welcome. So I pick up uh, cleaning shears mm-hmm. and don't actually do anything with it. But oh, okay. I'm, but I picked it up like as if I'm going to help. And I do intend to help, but I get to talking and sort of giving him the cliff notes of what we've been doing and what we did in... Ansonopolis, and now we jailbroke a bunch of magical creatures, and that's why we're here, because we don't know what to fucking do with them. Well, good on you for getting them out of there. That creatures like that shouldn't be in a cage. I agree. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Tali was very worried about turning me in. It's a daring plan. It was a lot of fun. And I got to mess with, and and I got to make a new friend. I don't think I'll ever see him again, and if I do, I don't think he'll talk to me. But I got to make a new friend. <laughs> but I hear that you have recently returned from the Feywild, yes? Yes. Uh, don't think I will be repeating that anytime soon. No? I'm not really the adventuring sort. Yeah, so you don't seem like the adventuring sort. <laughs> like, nothing all that bad happened. Much like your adventure, lots of uh, excitement. Too much excitement. What part of the Feywild were you visiting? Uh, We were visiting the lands of the Bear King. Oh, yeah, I know him. Sort of. He um, kind of indirectly threatened my wife. Mm. Actually, pretty directly threatened my wife. Well, we had an issue with a bit of a misunderstanding. Oh? Well... A bear is a pretty common form for some of our folk, and uh, there was an incident where somebody was pretending to be a guard, and then they got caught because they didn't observe 
correct fairy decorum and... Was it you? No. Mm. No. Suffice to say, we made amends and have a cordial relationship going. Whoa. But it was a little too much excitement for me. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Oh, did uh, I tell you I'm pregnant? Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy yet. That, that reminds me, I probably should go to the doctor. I don't know much about doctors. They're fine. They're fine. I mean, I, I know what a doctor is, but like, we don't really have much need of them here. No, I suppose you have your own medicinal practice without having to rely on modern science. Mm-hmm. They're, f- they're fine. They're fine. And apparently they know more than I do about being pregnant, so... I would imagine so. That's kind of their job, isn't it? Well, yes, but also... Everybody knows more about being (laughs) pregnant than Selene. Don't go chase your cousin. (laughs) Doctor's job is to heal people, too, and I can heal people much more efficiently, so, you know, maybe if... Selene kind of hoofs and sighs a bit. I used to be under the assumption that if people just prayed more, then maybe they would also be gifted abilities by the gods, and then they wouldn't have to cut people open in order to heal them. But I'm starting to change my opinion on this. Well, that's good. Still seems barbaric to me to heal people by cutting them open when you could just pray and then heal people. But I'm starting to realize that viewpoint is flawed. Reluctantly. It may seem backwards to you, but it's nature. Things have to be damaged to heal sometimes. Or you could just pray, and then the gods will tell you how to heal things without damaging them. Again, I am realizing, I am am being told and realizing that this is a flawed point of view. Well, as long as you're aware. I am. So, uh, he puts down his trowel and sits upright on his on his knees. What's on your mind? Oh, lots of stuff. Oh, yeah, I can tell, but you always have something particular on your mind when you come and seek me out. Can I not just want to talk to a friend that I didn't get to see the last time I was here? Oh, certainly you can. Well, there you go. But there is something on your mind. Vive la France! Oh, France did not... It was, France was so close to giving me what I wanted. Well, of course there is. Need I reiterate, we just defeated the Lich of Ansonius, smashed the crystal that was holding back the celestial plane, broke into the glass palace, and freed several hundred magical creatures. There is a lot on my mind. I can tell there is a lot. But that's not why you came here. No, we came out of to 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 uh, deposit the magical creatures we didn't know what to do with. And now you're deflecting. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <sighs> Why is it so hard to just say what you want? Well, to begin with that. <laughs> Maybe that's a deeper subject for another time. I'm perfectly capable of... You're perfectly capable of saying what's right to get what you want. If I tell you it's complicated, will you drop it? If I did, I don't think I'd be a good friend. What would you do if you could undo 
a mistake you made. Like a really big one. Oh. Uh, he sits back a bit on on his knees and thinks for a solid minute. Well, I don't know. It depends on what the mistake was. Like, what if you got someone killed? Didn't kill them, but played a direct role in their demise. And if I would fix that, what do you mean by fix? I think you know what I mean by fix. I think I do too. Now suppose this person that you got killed, and she winces, was your ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. Well, he sits and thinks for a couple seconds before standing up and dusting off his knees. Yes, suppose this mistake that you wanted to undo was your ex-boyfriend, that you got killed even though he was legitimately wanted for crimes that he definitely did do, but didn't get a trial and wasn't given due process, and you're wondering whether you did the right thing, and also you're having a lot of feelings about him because you never quite got over him. No. To answer your, your question, would I go back and fix it? No. Celine was not expecting that. Why not? Come walk with me. She does. You walk in silence for a ways before he leads you out close to actually where you had first been found by the by the druids of the grove. Hmm. Nostalgic. There's the carving of a large bear in stone. You realize that you've been back out here before uh, with the funeral that you had attended. And he takes you walking amongst the graves until he gets to a particular one. This one is a uh, carving of another furbolg, my first husband. I would give anything just to hear his laugh again. But if I had the ability or the choice to bring him back, he shakes his head. It's not our way here. The dead have passed and are at rest. Yeah. And they return to the earth, where we all come from. And they're part of the cycle of nature. In a couple of centuries, these statues will be worn down. The graves open up due to erosion, earthquake, or burrowing animals. And their bodies will continue to be part of the cycle your ex-boyfriend, wherever he is, is part of that cycle now. And I, ho I hope you can understand that I have no judgment on you one way or the other. But if it were my choice, I'd say no. Celine looks up at the statue. I don't know what to do. I've gone over it in my head a hundred times. I don't know what the right answer is. 
Well, that's the thing. You're not going to get the right answer from anybody except yourself. And that's... Not helpful. No, not at all, actually. But you're the first person who said that they wouldn't. Hmm. And what have you told them? Well, the people that tell me I should? Mm Mm-hmm. She shrugs. What reasons have you given for not bringing him back to them? What if he doesn't want to come back? What if he... What do I expect him to do when he comes back? If he Mm. comes back? What do I expect us to be? I'm married and I'm pregnant with my wife's child. Mm. What in the world do I expect to happen? It's a very valid question. But at the same time, I miss him. And that is a valid emotion. Shane closes her eyes. I feel like either way I will be making a mistake. Maybe that's a problem that isn't the right answer. But that doesn't make it any easier to decide what to do or not to do. So fucking nons. I confess I don't envy you the ability you have, Celine. That's the other thing. On top of how I feel about it, it's an enormous responsibility. Yeah. And no matter what I decide, I am responsible for those choices. And I don't know if I can trust my own choices. I seem to keep choosing wrong. No, oftentimes that's the only way to learn. If you sit around making no choice, you don't learn anything. If you make a choice, even if it is the wrong one, you learn from it. That's true. But when dealing with the forces of life and death, I don't know how appropriate it is to simply write off any incorrect decision with at least it was a learning experience. That's fair. And now I have less to distract myself with. I'm going to have to make a choice one way or the other eventually. I suppose I could just put it off forever. You could. That is definitely a choice. Mm. But it's not the right one. I didn't say that. No, I said it. Good. She gives him a look. What was his name? No, first husband. Hickory. She smiles at that. May I leave an offering? Of course. She reaches behind her and winces as she pulls out one of her own feathers <laughs> and lays it at the grave. Well, let's go ahead and get back. They'll be uh, getting supper ready. Yes, I should see where my wife went. Cutting back over to Talia, Connor runs for a good while just until he can't physically run anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he just slumps against a tree, both laughing and sobbing. Talia sits down near him. You all right? I'm out. I'm outside. 
You're outside. Beyond this forest is a, a lot of rocks and desert, but not like sand. I, I would have even taken the dunes. I thought trees might be a little more interesting. His face like scrunches up a bit. All the smells. Yeah, there's a lot. Plus, there's a bunch of people here. They can't all blend together. He sits back up against the tree and rubs at his neck. I'm going to shift in a couple days. And Talion notices the trepidation in his voice. Are you going to be alright? Uh... There are, he like winces and shudders as he stops, but then continues. Is there a lock on my bedroom door? Okay, back up. You shift and lose control? Mm. I mean, back when I was with my dad, he helped. I kind of just would lay in his arms until sunrise, but the last five years, I that collar. Oh, oof! I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've naturally shifted in probably three years. Well, I mean, there is a lock on your room, but it's on your side. And I'm not going to lock you in. If you need to be alone, we have a whole fucking desert. Okay. And I can be with you. I won't let you do anything. That's right. You shift too. In multiple sizes. What? Tall, grande, venti, trenta. <laughs> I, um, I have druidic abilities as well, so I have been able to shift in all forms. So, a hybrid shift, a normal wolf, and a direwolf. I, I don't do the direwolf that often, unless I want to impress someone or be really scary. Okay. So far as I know, I only have the one... Your half, that makes sense. Half. Yeah, like me. Your mother was a wolf. Your father wasn't. Right, right. But, no, that reminded me of something Dad said. Because he was surprised I hadn't shifted by at all by 13. When did you shift? I think my first actual shift was when I was 15. That's pretty late. Uh, Normally we start training early, but... Training? Well... I mean, I could have done with some training. I don't know if Matthias ever thought he needed to learn that sort of thing. He said that when I ended up not shifting... Like when I hit puberty, 
for a little while. I felt like maybe he had just been shitting with me for my whole life. Some sort of long-running joke. But then when I shifted at 15, he said I was bigger than he expected. Okay. I mean, it varies. Being half can do some interesting things, but I guess I'll have to see when you actually do shift. What happened to your father? He goes quiet for a while. I didn't mean to. I was angry at him for something. I don't even remember what it was, but I was 16 and I left it was just for a couple days, but it was over a full moon and I ended up killing some sheep, scaring some shepherds. I came back home and we didn't hear anything about it for months, but then eventually there was a knock at our front door. Armed guards. Servants of the Twelve. They wanted to buy me. Buy you? They had brought along a chest of gold that was so heavy it had to be carried by two people. Dad said no. His exact words were over my dead body. And for a blessed few minutes, it seemed like that was it. They left. He hugged me and we had immediately started talking about moving. And that's when we smelled smoke. We tried to leave right out the back, but they were waiting. We couldn't go out, so we were inside as the building caught fire. Finally, we couldn't stay in any longer and had to just try to make a run for it. But we couldn't run faster than bullets. He brings his legs up closer to him and rubs at his calf. He got me through the leg and it felt like fire. And Dad didn't stand a chance. Tears are rolling down his face, but he's like just silently crying. Talia also has tears rolling down his face. From there, they caged me and brought me to Kalkanar. And then it was just years of class. You're out of that now. Yeah. But Dad's still dead. It's something I've had to come to terms with, too. And I lost everyone. I hope destroying part of the Glass Palace can be some level of... Of what? Revenge? Justice. Maybe. Several minutes of silence. 
I'd like to go back inside. Sure. Come on. We walk back to where the door is. Okay. So once we meet back up with you, um, we still have the mermaids, but we were going to wait till night to do that. Yeah. So. Can we stay for dinner? Yeah. Feeling smiles. <laughs> I know you don't like it here very much, but the dinners were so fun. Sure. The dinner tonight is much more of a subdued affair. It's not like the feast that they put on for you as celebration last time. So no, no druidic acrobatics or anything like that. It's totally fine with me. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Silvaka. Uh-huh. And I say very, very loudly, so that the whole table can hear me. Have you seen Gaspard lately? I haven't well, seen him lately, have any of you? Uh, no, not so much. Hmm. Well, the next time you see him, don't mention my name. Why? Oh, well, Celine, please stop calling him that. Calling him what? Gaspard? Yeah. The name's Warden has been going by? I say even louder. <laughs> Tally is just like giving her that, please stop talking. <laughs> She's even louder and stands up in her seat. <laughs> John is gonna kick your ass. Oh, I'd like to see him try. I'm too cute. Tally like shakes her head like, you ain't that cute. No, 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 I am that cute. <laughs> You know I know that because I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Every little bit helps. If you want to go the extra mile, we have a Patreon with early episodes and behind the scenes extras. Audio producer, assistant editor, and dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Writer, audio producer, and the voice of the Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, audio assistant mixer, and voice of Celine Argent Gray is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent Gray is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esbrar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.